Hey guys, it's Mike Five from NewMusicSaturday.com here to introduce an episode of NMS 60. And NMS 60 is a show that we used to edit together um, after the live New Music Saturday show um, and before we used to put the show up on different podcast apps. We used to edit together one hour, the best of or best bits uh, show from that weekend and we used to give it to a whole range of um, internet and FM radio stations across the world um, and they used to play at different times throughout the week <clears throat> they scheduled it in uh, played the show and you got kind of a best bits so and then you could go back and catch up uh, if you wanted to hear the show in full on our website and things like that um, we decided to put all the nms 60 episodes up on uh, these podcast channels just to you know for historical reference and for you guys to hear them we really hope you enjoy them um, for all the latest episodes flip up to the front and we'll, we'll keep uploading them every week head over to newmusicsaturday.com as well and you can find links to our youtube channel some great bonus content uh, including some bonus episodes on spotify and other places um and and just links to our socials and stuff like that you can sign up to the mailing list as well and we'll send you uh roughly a weekly email that kind of says this is this is the show this week and this is what we've been up to and stuff like that so thank you so much for your support really hope you enjoy nms 60 and do check out the full shows as well cheers guys Right on, and welcome to the Dr. Bones and Mike show, as I was put to, a, to myself and Mike in an email, so <laughs> we'll go with that, and uh, Mike, uh, today we've got some special guests, and we'll be talking about the, the Sussex Music Festival, so uh, welcome Mike, who's obviously my co-anchor to the show, what's going on Mike? Hello, I'm living the dream, Bonesy, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, and tonight we have our special guests, Sabrina and Aiden, who are running the music festival, welcome to the show guys. Thank you very much, Dr. Bones. Hey. So, uh, first off, let's get into a little bit of background of the festival. Like, when did this festival, or when did you guys start doing this festival? Uh, we started last January when I had had the idea for um, a local independent music festival for some time, but were lacking a venue. Um, and last January, I approached the headmaster of one of our local independent schools um, about the concept of using the school grounds and um, whether they'd be willing to, to um, throw a punt out there and, and give us a shot. <laughs> and they have been, Cops on Prep, the school, have been amazingly supportive of us um, and basically handed over the, the grounds um, and sorted out various bits of localities for us. Um, and we ran on last July for the first time. And we had one one stage last year. I think we had eleven bands last year, ten ten or eleven bands last year, and it went off fantastically. We we ran for charity um, because basically it's hard enough to get people out of out of their houses and off to see bands they don't know um, without having a really good reason because people it, it's just difficult to get people out of the door. So we thought we'll, we'll do it as a family thing. We'll do it for charity, and we'll drag people out. <laughs> and then the great, 
they get to listen to great music and then we can go from there and that's literally what we have done um and we had a great turnout last year and this year is looking to be bigger than better last year we had about 300 people this year we're aiming for 500 and then onwards and upwards to rival reading glastonbury well, you know what? Just from the lineup that Mike sent me, that, that's, that's one hell of a lineup, and I'm jealous that I'm not there to go and see it because, of course, you know, thousands and thousands of miles away. It's not, it's not like, a, not like I, I, can, I can swim across here. Okay, I'll be there about 10 minutes, right? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's interesting to me, to, to me because there's not too many of those festivals like in Canada. I mean, there, there's more, we get, we'll say, like the bigger ones. There's, there's a couple, but... There's not too many, usually the bigger ones that are mainly out of the U.S., like OzFest and that sort of thing. So it's nice to see the smaller venues. It'd be nice if they did more of those, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure why. I think partially there's not a huge demand for it, not necessarily uh, spacing, because there's a lot of uh, a lot of uh, places around here that will put up the the area or or let's say uh, a pub for the night to, to allow these bands to play. So <clears throat> it's it's interesting, and this the fact that. I mean, slowly but surely, you're you're making this happen, and uh, little by little, you're getting more and more of a, a more a, more of a good lineup. Because as people know who listen to Mike and I every Saturday, that about at least half these bands have been played at least at least once or one time or more. Yeah, definitely. Um, this year, we were absolutely blessed. We put the message out there to the local music community and said who who would be interested in doing it this year, um, and we considered how we might go about sort of filtering these bands and then we had 40 odd bands apply um, for the uh, 11 slots on the main stage which was somewhat surprising um, and, and caught us slightly off guard so we went down the line of um, running showcases not so much battle of the bands because sometimes that can be misleading and you get lots of people turn up and not necessarily the best musically talented bands go through um, so we went down the line of actually just putting on showcases so we got to hear each individual band in a live setting and they have been brilliant um, our, our first showcase which Mike actually plays out with one in five um, we hit the jackpot um, and we've just rolled from there really and um, Aiden is pointing at something on the screen <laughs> I'm pointing out to tell me to tell you actually that we also we've engaged with the local radio station this year so we're actually going to have two stages we've got we managed to put a few more bands in by putting the acoustic um artists onto an acoustic stage which is going to be run by Crawley Hospital Radio oh that's really cool oh, that that was actually just about to ask how you how you differentiated from one stage to the next like how do you decide who's going to be main stage and who's going to be second stage yeah um it was I didn't really want to have two sort of live stages at this point because I, I couldn't justify it. I want to have enough people there by the time we do that. Um, eventually, three or four stages, well, hey, yeah, great. Um, but at this point, I felt actually having an acoustic stage and a main stage was different enough musical genres to attract different crowds. Well, that's definitely a way to go about it because, I mean, obviously there's there's – so many, um, I mean, people like myself and Mike and a lot of other people, I mean, you're not alone in this, but have a bunch of different legs as far as we genres go, but, and it's kind of nice though that kind of separates so people can kind of go from one to the other to kind of say, well, say, you know what, I've had, um, I had, I, uh, I've had enough of hard rock for now, I'm going to go to take a break and then come back to the hard rock again. Mm -hmm, definitely. 
So, Mike, I'm going to pass it over to you, buddy. Go ahead. Yeah, sure. Well, the, well look, we've got loads of time to ask loads of questions, but the first question I just want to clarify is, as far as I remember, you told me once um, at one of, I, don't, I think it was one that I went to rather than one I played, one of these showcase events I was just chatting to you about the festival, and I'm sure you guys told me that before this you'd never put a gig on before. Um, and that fascinated me. That was, that was, I've not done this before, so I'll go straight for a festival with 300 people. How did you come to that decision? Why didn't you think, oh, we'll warm up a little bit? <laughs> um, how did that come about? I'm generally mad. I don't do things by halves. You know, why start with a small gig? Why not put a festival on, you know? Um, there, there was no reason not to go for it. Um, I like throwing events. I have some experience with throwing events in my previous life in London and um, career and I thought well you know what I know the bands um, I know they can do it um, we've obviously got the venue so let's see where we go and we run it on the basis and we, we still are running it on the basis it was self-funded so that if it ballsed up the only person liable was me um, and what? I I was completely happy with that when it pulled off because actually it worked all round. Amazing. Well, I think it's, I'm, I'm really glad you did. Obviously, it's just I was just curious <laughs> as to how that, how that even came about. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wow. obviously, as you know, I've spent um, as a musician and I've, I've spent a lot of time around local bands, um, and I just genuinely thought, actually, do you know what? these bands are really, really good. They could do with promoting. They need a decent stage with a decent number of people to play to, because I got rather bored of rocking up to see fans play to half a dozen people in a pub, <laughs> uh, which is great. You get a very intimate relationship with a band, but they deserve bigger and better. Well, yeah, I mean, as long as it doesn't turn out uh, like uh, I, I, I know I refer some, from time to time uh, uh, certain scenarios to uh, uh, certain cartoons. I know Mike will be with me on this one. The Simpsons with the Red Hot Chili Peppers, when they bring Chili Peppers and play Mo, and they're just Barney with a lighter. Yeah. So, yeah. Also, you want to get a little yeah. bit more than that to make it worthwhile, right? Mm -hmm. And that's not going, we want Chili Willy. <laughs> yeah. Question for now, Bones. All right, well, I, uh, we're going to get to our first track of the night, and this is uh, Co Descending. This is off their new EP, which came as a surprise to both Mike and I, and we saw it on Facebook. So <laughs> here we go with a song called Children. Dig this.
bands apply uh, for 11 slots and then you had the, the acoustic stage as well. Um, and just to recap, because I think it was a bit in and out in terms of signal, but you were basically saying there wasn't really a criteria. It was what's going to work. We don't know what we're going to find. Let's just see all the bands and, and see what happens. Is that kind of fair, fair summary of how you got to where you are? Yeah, definitely. Awesome, good stuff. And so the next question then for me is, how did you then choose the order? Because I would find that impossible. <laughs> it was. <laughs> That's a tricky one. You want to keep people engaged during the day, um, you know, um, with a different variety to go into the um, do a bit of rock and roll on the main stage. Um, so yeah, just trying to like you know keep people's interest and um, sort of working up to you know sort of the evening um, with some blues and then uh, some rock and roll and, and rock. I think for, for me, um, the, the challenge was obviously the earlier slots in the day aren't aren't huge. I mean we don't have sort of hour hour and a half headline slots anyway because we music that people aren't familiar with people's interest tends to tail off about half an hour 45 minutes in anyway um so we we tend to go roll with shorter slots to keep people on the ball if you like um but the downside to that is the the sort of first half of the day that the sets the sets are shorter um and it's difficult because the bands that are playing in the first half of the day are equally as deserving of the longer slots as those that are playing later on. Um, it was it was hard. <laughs> There's no rhyme or reason to it. It was hard. Um, and as Aidan said, it was just trying to keep a balance across the state, both stages um, of original stuff, covers, um, because a few of the bands that are playing do chuck some covers in. Um, and the, the different sounds, for example, um, uh, what was a really good example? Beckrill um, are very mute-esque um, and lend themselves quite well to later on slots in the day, ideally when it was dark, so probably even later than we've got to play with when they can shoot lasers out of their pretty light boxes and jump off stage and stuff. Um, they played at our bow showcase and they were phenomenal. Um, comparing that to, um, say, acoustics, which are very much old school uh, rock and roll covers, uh, which is guaranteed to get the older generation um, up and dancing. Um, they played last year. I personally absolutely love them. Um, they were the most requested band to come back, hence they have come back this year. So it was balancing whereabout we put them in terms of the people that are most likely to be around at that point of time as well. Awesome. There's a lot that goes into that. I mean, I can't even remember where we were playing, but we were just like, <laughs> we'll open it or whatever. We don't care. Like, it's, 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 it's a great thing to play. And, you know, that's the way. But it's kind of always the same. Like, we, you know, we open for bands in various places. We headline other gigs and stuff like that. And I think most bands are probably the same. It's kind of, you know, once you've been around a bit and played a bit, you just enjoy playing. But also, something I always say on this show and, and to anyone that will listen or buy me a drink is, you know, the best thing about being in a band is you get to see all the other bands. So, um, actually, I don't think it matters too much much 
you know, where yeah. you play or, or stuff like that um, so much now. But I was just curious, because I know, for example, Ivan at Rift Hack, who's doing the Sounds for Hounds thing, was really agonising mm. over trying to, like, group the punk bands together and group the rock bands together and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that. You know, that was one way of I doing it. Did you, uh, now when you're putting the festival together initially, did you ever have any like big concerns that might have held you back a little bit or just kind of just go for the entire way without stopping? Uh, would people turn up? Would we break even? Obviously, as I said, we, we run completely for charity. Um, last year was for cancer research. This year is split between St. Catherine's Hospice, which is a, um, a local hospice end of life care um, I've been to meet the girl, um, the staff there and they've, sh they've showed me around and showed me some of the work they do it is phenomenal they get very little funding from the NHS their shortfall is massive um, that they have to fundraise just to continue and they're what they are the only um, adult end of life care um, provider in the, in this part of the country um in this county rather and there is such a wide net of people that need their services um and they need to grow to expand to be able to cater and help everyone that needs them um so i'm really really proud to be doing our bit and supporting them um our other charity this year is british heart foundation um both uh, which came about partly because my, my father passed away just after the festival last year um, and he had been supported by British Heart Foundation as he had a heart condition previously um, and also a number of the bands that are playing and played last year had personal involvement uh, with BHF. Basically we chose the charities by putting it out there to people that came last year and the local sort of community groups and saying well this is this is the this is a potential list of charities. What do you want to support? Um, and then we we rolled from there. And both of them are really really deserving charities to share. That, that's awesome to hear. I mean, you know, it just makes you want the festival to do that much better. So, <laughs> so we're gonna get to our next uh, band that's gonna be the festival. This is the Bronsons. This one's called Just for Fun. Dig this. <laughs>
Right on. That was the Bronsons and Just for Fun. And you know what? Uh, right off the hop, uh, reminded me big time of Day Tripper. And uh, it kind of, and then it kind of flowed in that cool, like kind of ending blues riff. Like it was, it was a really cool song. Uh, yeah. They're a really, really cool band. We they played for us uh, back at Christmas time down in Hove, um, and. Stefan, their, their lead singer, is amazing. He loves jumping off the stage and getting right up into the crowd and making people get involved. If you uh, if you didn't feel um, intimate and involved before, you will do after you've seen the Bronsons. Oh, right on. Um, Mike, go ahead. Yeah, we've um, we've played them on the show a couple of times, and uh, you know Steph's a really really nice guy, and in fact he's the same guy that's in Who Killed Nancy Johnson, and we loved that EP on the show oh, as well. Yeah. Um, completely different. But the interesting thing about the Bronsons that he said was uh, he said it's really difficult for them to to kind of go into a studio and record something because they're essentially a live band. So I think the track we played last time was a live track there that he sort of recorded off a desk and wasn't sure whether to release or not and I think they did release it after we played it actually because the reaction was pretty good um, but yeah they just uh, I, I, again I can't wait to see them because I'm going to be there um, all day <laughs> um, <laughs> before and after I play so I'm looking forward to seeing them and, and actually meeting Steph in person because he's someone I've known for a long long time uh, over the interwebs but not personally so yeah that's a, a, that's a great tune they're a brilliant band now, um, tell us a little bit more about the festival. Is it going to be a day, two days? I mean, where we can you get tickets, that sort of thing? Um, it's going to be a day festival. Um, it is at the moment. Eventually, I have bigger bigger plans and camping plans, but um, <laughs> not for the next year or two, at least. Um, this year, doors are at 11. Uh, music starts at 11.30, um, and we run through till half eight in the evening. Um just simply because we, we're not running to later than that because I don't want to hack the neighbours off um, and spoil my chances of using the site again. Um, it's always better to keep neighbours on side um, and prove they're not trying to um, harass them or anything unpleasant like that. Um, tickets are available through C Tickets um, and you can find the link on uh, sussexmusicfestival.com. 
which is our website. Um, we are also on Facebook under Sussex Music Festival. We also have a Twitter account, which is Sussex Music Fest, uh, which I do endeavour to keep updated. But on all of the website and social media outlets, there are, there are links to the tickets. Tickets are £9 each, um, which, uh, considering you get to hear 24 bands play, it's a really, really good deal. Huh? Um, under 18 to free, and as I say, it's a, a family-driven thing, so there's lots of stuff for the kids. You can bring your kids, they can go and play on the Bouncy Castles, which is free. Um, there are children's entertainers, face painters, and for the adults, there's loads of music. There's a there's a bar, a proper two, actually two this year, <laughs> two proper bars. There's catering by professional chefs. It's a really good day out. Yeah, for that price, for sure. Because even even in Canadian in Canadian dollars, like fifteen bucks, that's like that's nothing. And for twenty four bands, so that's pretty impressive. Um... Yeah, sure. So um, one of the one of the interesting things about this gig is my five year old son will get to see me play for the first time ever. Um, and you're doing it from did you say half twelve till half eight or something like that? Yeah. Uh, and kids go free, and so my my neighbour who I um, sent a subtle text to earlier saying here's that link again buy your tickets he keeps saying oh you must remind me he's like oh, they're only nine quid I must do it uh, but his, his uh, little girl is a year younger and I might say she's four-ish um, or three and a half four um, and they're, they're bringing her as well and I think that's a really cool thing to kind of introduce I mean they're very young but to introduce kids of all ages into music was that um, what, what was the was there any what, what was the sort of methodology behind that because it's quite rare and um, to have kind of kid-friendly festivals and um, apart from some of the notable sort of big ones but what was your thinking behind that part of it um well as you as you probably know mike we have the small blonde thing that is our daughter um, yes. <laughs> five in september who if i've ever seen a child that is born to get on a stage it's that one um she has always come to see Aiden play. I think I took her to band practice when she was three days old. One of the first ever pictures of my child when she was about five hours old was in a band, Baby Grow, that we'd had made for her. Um, so we, we really wanted to engage with kids. Um, and last year she was three, three and a half at the festival. Yeah, she was watching. Um, come, so three and a half, turning four in September, and um, we took her, and she had such a blast. And it's so nice to see children engaging at that age, because start them young, and it and it will stick with them. Um, and I mean, she 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 had a ball. She got up on stage with Aiden and uh, sang with his old back, which was super cute from a parent's point of view. Um, <laughs> I don't think she's going to do it this year. Um, because she wants to. <laughs> She's like, when can I get up on stage? So she, you'll probably see her at some point with me um, when I invariably have to get up and talk. Um, so that that was really our ammo for, for making it child friendly. Um, slightly selfishly for us, we get to bring her along. Um, but also on a more generic term, it's great to get them started young. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree more. It was. Uh... My son William and I did a, a thing for Rift Taff recently. We announced, we just announced some competition winners, but Ivan said I'll get Will to do it with you and for the same reason. Really, it was just like getting involved. So he sat there in his ACDC t-shirt, and I sat there in my Rift Taff t-shirt. We did a awesome. Like, he drew someone's name out of a hat and <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that, and it was uh, it was good fun. And he was talking about it all day, and it was just a you know, so thing was directly related to music, and you know, it's something. Yeah. That, uh, you know, I sort of explained it all to him and everything, because otherwise it's just like, why am I drawing a name out of a hat? 
I think it's brilliant to, uh, to get kids involved at you know, all ages, but uh, particularly when they're really young. And I do remember actually I came to one of your gigs and saw uh, the Flam and Shotgun 21 and Big River, I think it was. And uh, and I remember um, your daughter was there pouncing up and down on the front, which I thought was amazing. So, um, <laughs> very cool. Yeah, that, that night um, in Brighton, it was actually really cute. She had her pajamas on, she was so tired. Um, about halfway through, she had to go up with my mum um, who put her to bed for me. Um, but she she had such a whale of a time. Um, and we're, we're actually going back to that venue, Hotel Pellerocco, for my birthday party, um, which you're all playing at, I need to remind you. Um, and so she'll be there to bounce around and enjoy that one as well. Awesome. Awesome stuff. Cool. Um, well, Should we play another song, Bounty? Absolutely. The next one up we're going to get to is a band called Echoes in Red. The song is called Animal. Like this.
Echoes in red, animal. What else can you say? But that's a badass tune, literally. <laughs> it's oh. the best best way to put it. It's epic. It's honestly, it's such a good song. So we should say that's a word. Yeah, I was laughing at the only on the Friday evening in the back of Tim, uh, the frontman's uh, car, along with Pete, <laughs> as a sneak preview, and I was absolutely honoured. And um, what, you that know, sounds really got a bit of a different sound <laughs> of this mix. Raising. Um, they've got a new drum on board now, and uh, wow, you know that that was my reaction after hearing that. Yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't agree more. I, I heard it for the first time today, actually, um, because we were going to play one of the tracks we've already played, and it just suddenly, in the back of my mind, I sort of thought, hang on, they're, they're releasing something in a couple of months. I wonder if there's anything, or next month, I wonder if there's anything ready. And uh, I think it was him that uh, the messaged me and said, yeah, yeah, here you go. But um, just so you know, no one else has played this, um, you know, not on any sort of radio or anything. So we've got a nice little world exclusive as well, which is awesome. Um, but, uh, and obviously we only heard it a couple of days after Aiden, so we feel very, very privileged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm That's <laughs> <laughs> proper good. But yeah, they're a great band, and they were awesome. Like, they were at the showcase that, uh, that we played, and they were absolutely fantastic. So with bands like that, you must be pretty confident about this whole thing, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It does give me confidence. They, they, were, they actually came to us by a slightly un- unconventional route, um, Tim actually um, works for the parents of um, friends of mine who've got a little boy in the same class as our daughter. Um, and she, Rachel messaged me and went, do you really need to listen to these guys? I, Tim works for me and they're good. I was like, okay. And I played Aiden's on myself. And bearing in mind, the showcase was actually like the first or second gig they played as a band. And I was like, okay. Yeah, really. Uh, wow. <laughs> Hang on. That's, you know that's awesome. So uh, I know this is a question just uh, backing up a little bit, but uh, a friend of ours, and she's <laughs> half of a band that's been on the show, <clears throat> she'd be Hands of Blue, because uh, she's been listening, Gina's been listening, and she wanted to know, uh, again, what quality... Um, what qualities, really? Um, th- there's nothing specific. We've got between us quite a wide taste in music, to be perfectly honest. Um, we just look for musicians that have a, a really good sound, um, that, but also ones that go out and engage with social media that are actively gigging, um, that are trying to push it. Because although some bands are great, if from, from just a promoter's point of view, it's difficult um, for me to say yes to bands when, if they're not promoting themselves, from a promoter's point of view, it, it's kind of, so I'm, I'm going, I'm muddling my words slightly, <laughs> they need to do their bit in promoting themselves so I can do my bit in dragging people out to see them, is what I'm getting at. Right. Yeah, and I think that makes perfect sense because I think if you, um, you know, you, you do see, you see it less now, but certainly in the MySpace era, um, mm-hmm. you see a lot of bands who, who very much just kind of thought, well, look, this is us, give us a record deal. Um, and that was kind of it. And I think the, the, the reality is that actually music in general, and certainly 
you know, underground, unsigned, grassroots, whatever you call it, music is is really, really oversaturated. Anyone can make music, and that's a great thing. You know, you can sit in your bedroom and, and, and record an album. Uh, and in fact, that's, that's when we interviewed Jack, so that's literally what he did for his first album. Um, <laughs> and that's really awesome. But you've, you've got to get out there and put your head above the parapet and say, this is who I am. If you want to do any more than that, I think that's really important to, to build a following, build a fan base. And any promoter now has to be able to tap into the band's fan base as well as um, you know promote it and encourage others uh, from outside and help grow that. Um, you know, to a good gig, and that's the difference between you know uh, good promoters is, is being able to leverage what the bands have got and, and choose the bands that are willing to take part. And that's why we do a lot of DIY gigs uh, when we kind of you know we, we, we try and do as many as we can where there aren't uh, kind of set promoters. It's kind of we find the venue and do it and work with bands that we know are just going to bring people in and have a good night. And uh, I think that's a really really important thing. Otherwise, it's you can put all the effort into the world, but if you've got you know. 11 bands and none of them tell anyone about it no one's going to tell us the gig or very few <laughs> no that's tell. very eloquently put mike far <laughs> better than i did thank you <laughs> i do my best right <laughs> <laughs> you, should, you should hear me on saturday nights <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> drinking water tonight it's only tuesday yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's, it's so much it's so much fun though there, there's nothing wrong with it at all <laughs> so uh, um, we're going to get to a few more songs here because uh, we get a few more to go. And the next up is a band called Severance. And the song is called Life on a Thread. Dig this. Go your way, 
one that was severance with life on a thread that was an awesome one that was really kind of uh like metalish mixed with uh mixed with with like 80s 80s metal it was pretty cool i really enjoyed it yeah severance are a big sound big personalities um they absolutely own the stage and they have a very loyal very mobile following um we we ran a little competition for the bands last year in that the, and the all the biggest crowd i went up and delivered them a case of beer afterwards and uh, severance <laughs> actually won Right on, Mike. Um, that's that's awesome. Are you running that competition again this year? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Bringing Good. people. Good. That, that gives us a little bit of extra motivation because we really like beer, to be honest. With you. <laughs> <laughs> you get to choose the beer as well. You get to choose the beer, uh, Cronenberg. Yeah. I don't care what the rest of the band says, Cronenberg. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if, if we win, if, 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 if. I'd be surprised. When I asked that everyone's because I, I think it was Stella or something like that, and I was like, thank God. I thought you were going to ask me for some fancy Belgian beer that was going to cost me a fortune. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs> nice. Um, so it all kicks off on the 29th of July. Yeah. Uh, at 12:30 in Copthorne, um, we've told people where we can uh, we can get the tickets and everything. Um, he did talk a little bit about the charities. The one thing I was going to say actually is that just to reiterate that the St Catherine's Hospice. Um, mm-hmm. So when I when I explained to my wife um, what the festival was, I actually bought her ticket for her today. So you'll see that <laughs> go through. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> she bought a ticket. She's like, I thought you were buying one. I was like, yeah. Um, uh, but I found out actually that many years before I met her, her, her granddad was actually um, cared for by St Catherine's Hospice. Um, so it's a really, um, it, you know, become a really, uh, you know, she started talking about uh, him and things like that. We learned a lot from it. So it's a really, um, has a really emotional kind of a tie, I expect, for a lot of people attending. Um, yeah. So how did you, you've obviously chosen those two charities, you did a different charity last year. Is, are you going to keep expanding that and swapping that around and keeping it you know, with different charities, do you think, or are you going to settle on some? Or I'm interested to know your kind of uh-huh. process around that, because that's a hard enough challenge that an organising band is picking who you do it for when you do a charity. Yeah, I think, to be honest, we will probably continue to do as we did this year um, and put it out to the festival supporters, because they're the people that are pitching up and paying money. They have as much right as me to choose where that money goes to. Um, because just so everyone listening understands that the the festival is run purely on the basis that once we cover costs, a hundred percent of the money raised goes to charity. Um, the bands are all currently playing for free. Um, me and Aiden don't get paid for this. And <laughs> um, all the stallholders are paying to be there. Um, and g- genuinely, we we just want to make money for charity. Um, and get the music out there. Um, in terms of the charities, as I said, I, I feel the people paying paying into the festival have a right to choose. Personally, um, I went to when I went to Second Catherine's, I was reduced to tears myself. Um, the Aiden's pointing out, I should actually tell you, last year we we chose Cancer Research, um, which being our first year was more of my choice. Um, and when we bought our 
our first house some 15 years ago the guys next door um, kind of adopted us um, to being kind of fatherly, grandfatherly figures um, and they helped us out a lot with all our DIY disasters, like <laughs> me rocking up with a sink and going, yeah, I'm going to fit a new sink and then saying to bring the tent sink back. <laughs> it's a bad music. <laughs> um, and me sitting on the tour with a mallet wondering why the damn laminate would not go flat and then pointing out I'd had it then up against the wall for the best part of the week that sort of thing um, both of them very sadly passed away um, from cancer um, John in particular had a very long uh, battle with cancer and was really supported um, in, his, in his survival fight if you like so that that's where the the charity choice last year came from um we raised 400 over 400 pound for it for cancer research last year which considering it, it was first out of the bag um and we had no idea if anyone was going to really turn up we did really well um this year i'm confident we're going to smash that amount and, and we have um some major funding um so major donors doing some match funding this year um so i know we will we will have a lot more than that going to charity this year right on awesome. <clears throat> well what we're going to do is we have uh time for a few more songs uh ben's uh they'll be played be playing at the sussex music festival next up is a band we all know and love and it's one of mike's hashtag for bands because it's none other than one in five here's salvation off the new ep <laughs> evolve dig this
that was one in five with salvation and definitely <laughs> definitely one of my favorite bands and it's not because i'm partial to mike and he's my co-host but it just it's been a fact mike and i've been in touch for a few years since the first ep so uh yeah i always love the music and a good pick for the festival yeah i absolutely love one in five <laughs> so, thank you yeah <laughs> I like them as well. I think they're really bad. Yeah. <laughs> they're Brighton's finest hard rock blues um, <laughs> I'm always humbled when you play our tracks, Bainsey, and the, the fact is you and I have known each other for a long time now, and I started as a fan of this show, um, because partly because you started playing my tracks, which made me listen to it, <laughs> and then partly because you played those other awesome ones. So thank you very much, and thank you to Sabrina Rain for obviously putting us on as well. That's a, a massive bonus. Um, you were talking offline about um, announcing the bands, which is quite rare nowadays, but a lot of people don't bands just get on and play and, and the next band gets on and play certainly in the yeah. UK um, and that's kind of something you have a very personal touch do you want to tell us a bit about that <laughs> it um, it's just nice um, for the bands to be introduced um, yep. <laughs> um, because otherwise you, know, you get up and play and a lot of well, some bands don't find it easy to big themselves up on stage yeah they're very good at singing um, and playing their instruments, but they don't always find it easy talking to people or talking to the crowd. And sometimes the crowd needs a gentle reminder to uh, come forward and not hide at the bar. Um, so it's one of my favourite things is to, to get up up on stage and point out before I get say I'm actually not very good at talking is to say like stop hiding, come forward. The bands don't bite. Um, <laughs> But at the festival, I am actually being relieved of most of my talking duties, thank goodness, <laughs> um, by the lovely Russell Fowler, um, who is actually a Master of Ceremonies um, and registered celebrant as a day job. Um, he runs Oxford Ceremonials. He's a long-standing friend of ours. He was our Master of Ceremonies uh, when we got married. Um, and he also uh, was the official when my mum and dad redid re their wedding vows and then... <laughs> Unha more unhappy occasion actually was the occasion at my dad's cremation. Um, so he is coming back to the festival this year. He he was part of it last year as well. Um, and this year he is donning the disguise of the Mad Hatter. Um, it's kind of the Mad Hatter crossed with Johnny Depp. I have no idea how this is going to go, but knowing Russell, it will be brilliant. Um, he is a wonderful guy, very well spoken, and he gets out in the crowd and talks to the bands uh, and makes sure he, he has interesting little facts that gets, gets the crowd involved. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. Um, and whilst I'm on, on the case of thanking people for their involvement, um, Brighton PA, who are doing the um, Brighton PA Stroke Buzz Electrics, are doing the sound for the main stage and they're doing that pro bono, so I'm really grateful to them. Uh, TMB events are um, giving me a lovely discount for doing both uh, the main and the acoustic staging um, and lighting, which we're very grateful for. Obviously, Cops on School um, for all their help. Have I missed anyone? Who have I missed? Sarah. Oh, Sarah Payne for the photography. Sarah is our, our resident photographer. Um, and comes along to everything. Usually a great personal expense as she has a condition with her neck, uh, which sometimes makes it physically painful for her to come, but she always does. She rocks up and she does an absolutely cracking job. 
Um, I would point out if anyone would like to be involved in the festival, um, we do still have spaces for some volunteers. Um, so if you're interested, please do drop me a line at admin at sussexmusicfestival.com um, and we can work something uh, out. And thank you so much for joining us. It was, it was really good to talk to you about the festival and uh, people in, in the Sussex area, please go to this festival because, man, it's a hell of a good deal for 24 bands. You can't go wrong. And it's, it's definitely for a good cause. So, guys, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Pleasure. Pleasure. Thanks so much, Brian. So we will talk again soon, and obviously we'll be plugging the festival on a weekly basis as, as well as social media. So we'll keep in touch and talk to you soon, and hope to talk to you uh, after this festival is done, and uh, kind of how you're looking forward to what you're going to do for the next one. Yes, indeed. 2018 has big plans. <laughs> great. Well, guys, thank you so much, and have a great night. You too. Night. 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 Night, Mike. And we're going to have another killer NMS. And pretty much all the songs you guys heard tonight in the show will be on NMS this weekend, plus uh, a whole bunch more. And we're going to be playing again uh, the new uh, ill-advised song, Jack the Ripper. And uh, I'm going to try to get some sound bites uh, for this uh, for NMS this Saturday because it was a lot of fun and some really, really kind of cool, interesting facts of how the album came about. It was, was not what I was expecting at all. It made it that much more interesting. Absolutely, he was a fascinating guy, um, uh, uh, Harry. Is it Harry? Yeah, Harry, yes. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's well worth repeating some of those hips. And, uh, and great tonight as well, it's really cool to, uh, the time flew by chatting to Sabrina Relayden. I mean, obviously I'm a bit biased because we're playing it, but I've said all along, even when I didn't know we were playing it, this is going to be a great festival and I'm really looking forward to going. So uh, really cool they came in and had a chat with us. Absolutely. So a big thank you to Aiden and Sabrina for coming on the show. And it's definitely for some good charities. So if not, even if you don't go to the show, at least, you know, pony up the money nine pounds for for the ticket because it's, it's going to a great cause so mike and i will be back this saturday at 6 p.m eastern uh no music we guess this time around but we got a lot of kick-ass music so either way we're looking pretty good so until, until then we'll talk to you soon Bones out.